Mustard seed is the smallest of seeds and grows up to be the one largest of branches. I have a friend who, um, whose parents uh, divorced very early. And, um, and early on, uh, his father had left the house and left his mother to raise the kids, kids alone. Uh, he was still in high school at the time, and so uh, his mother had a, had a sort of a, a breakdown dealing with it all, and, uh, and he became the, the father of the house and to caretake for everybody. And um, as soon as he left high school, he started to work and to provide for his younger sisters. Um, so he was there day in, day out, helping raise his younger sisters. And uh, as you can imagine, for a 17-year-old, it was quite a heavy task to do. Um, but every year, his father would make an appearance on his sister's birthdays. And lavish them with, with, uh, with numerous gifts and a big party, and then never to be seen again. Never paid a dime to help raise the children uh, outside of the birthdays. And uh, his, my friend's younger sisters used to like idolize this. They, they looked up to their father. It was all so wonderful. Like, you never do this for us. You never treat us like this. And it was hard on him because he was there for the everyday events, the everyday of putting the food on the table. He was the one who provided the house and the food uh, and even supported his mother. Um, I, um, now that they've grown up, and he has grown up too, and of course out of the house and they're out of the house, they now appreciate the magnitude, the sacrifice that he gave them. And he, they, they love him dearly, and they have a great relationship. The father still flies in on birthdays, and still does, and fools himself, but not them anymore, to think that it's uh, what I call the birthday love, the love that lasts a day and no longer. Um, love that sustains us is the love of ordinary day events. The ordinary little things uh, of every single day is what makes up the magnitude of real love, not, not birthday love. Uh, that's uh, the, the theme of our readings today, albeit uh, somewhat hidden from us. Um, this gospel passage uh, written by um, the evangelist Mark, it's interesting. This is the only time we see this reference to the mustard seed in the bush. It's the only parable that uses this. Now, it's, it's not clear whether Mark was having um, Jesus uh, say this tongue-in-cheek or whether he was trying to put Jesus to be sarcastic or whether it was meant to be um, some sort of humorous poking of his audience. But for Jesus to say that uh, a mustard seed was the largest of plants well, was simply ignorant. It was completely no way. That wasn't true. The largest, everybody knew that the largest of the plants of this time would have been the Lebanon cedar. We hear about referred in the first reading from Ezekiel. The tall uh, cedars were the largest of trees, and they were magnificent in Lebanon and Israel in that time. The mustard seed would have been a, a weed bush, that, that grows underneath as a scrub bush. 
that the birds would come and the, the birds couldn't nest in a weed bush. I mean, they would play around and get the seeds, but even like this, the idea that Jesus, a son of a carpenter, wouldn't know the difference between a, a, a Lebanon cedar and a, a bush is not, not sustainable. So it was clearly done in tongue-in-cheek. But to whom it is addressed is very, very important to help understand this, this passage of the gospel. As it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees he's having this battleground with. And they consider themselves to be the Lebanon, cedars standing tall among the community. And their outward show uh, Jesus was frustrated with. And he was constantly hammering away at them. And in a sense, they had the birthday love, right? They came in on Sundays or the Sabbath to do their thing. But in the midweek, they never lifted a finger to help anyone do anything. It was all for show. And so Jesus uh, says that, listen, where the real action of life happens are in the bushes. All the birds, that's where they do their feeding. That's where they, the, the ordinary love of life happens in the down in the, the close to the earth, uh, the humble love of everyday activity. And Jesus holds up that as the example to us. I think it's a reminder to us that, like my friend, uh, it's the love of everyday activity that matters. It's the, it's the, the love of, a, in particular for those graduates who have just graduated, um, that uh, the graduation is wonderful, but it's the love that sustains you every day when your mother uh, brought your breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day throughout all the years of your, your schooling, not just showed up for graduation day. That, that, that's what sustains us. It's the love of mother and father that sustains us day in and day out. Or maybe, as my, my friend happened, maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a sibling that has supported you uh, throughout your years. Or, or maybe it's a, a friend who is there day in and day out listening to your troubled days and celebrating with you on your good days. See, this last week we entered into ordinary time, and it's not ordinary as in, um, as in not extraordinary, right? It's ordinary as in it's ordered time. We now move back to the non-feast days of summertime. And um, in a sense, we go back to the ordinary day-to-day loving of one another in the ordinary, what I call the muck of everyday life. Um, bringing that cup of coffee or tea to your spouse uh, like you do every day. That you uh, feed your children uh, with good food, uh, breakfast, lunch, and every day. That the little ordinary things are what matter and what build up and constitute a life of love. Jesus reminds us that the life of a disciple is not separate from our everyday life, but is integrated into it. And it's how we do those things of love that make the greatest difference. So today and this week, may we celebrate the ordinary moments of love in our family, in our friends, in our community. 
And if, if you're the one being served or being receiving that, to celebrate that and to accept it. And then if you're the one who continues to do it, is to do it with joy, knowing that we are living the gospel in our everyday, ordinary circumstances. The smallest of seeds, the mustard seed, provides the greatest of cover for all.